0: in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Sports Radio 610 presents Pain Pendergast. and Pendergast.
1: Getting good feedback on Nick Casario's conversation with us. We appreciate that. 713-572-4610 if you want to weigh in on anything he said. That's the uh, that's the trailer, wheel, and frame text page. Trailer a little jingle yet today. All right, uh, let's get to uh, let's get to John McLean, our good friend, the Hall of Famer. He's brought to you by hornsolutions.net. He's our senior Texans columnist at sportsradio610.com, gallerysports.com as well. John, we appreciate you joining us as always. How you doing
2: this morning? I'm doing great, guys. Uh, I noticed, you know, Nick casario will never say one negative thing about Bryce Young's size even though everybody in the league's worried about it when they get to the combat because of how thin he is. And he's never going to say anything but great things about C.J. Stroud because the key is Indianapolis is number four, and the Bears are rubbing their hands together in glee because they have two teams from the same division desperate for quarterbacks who are in the top four. And, they, and Nick, of course, is going to want to make everybody think he wants one quarterback when he really wants the other. And the best situation would be if he loves both of them. No, actually, the best situation would be if the Bears took one of the great defensive linemen, tackle Jalen Carter or Edge Watt Rush or Will Anderson, Jr. But the new coach, who I think is going to be younger, and even though they've got guys like Jonathan Gannon from Philadelphia and D'Amico rides from the 49ers, on their list of interviews, it won't surprise me if they don't end up with an offensive coach. But the key, of course, is whoever they feel comfortable with and can take them help them win no matter which side of the ball it's on. That's got to be the person they're going to offer that five-year contract to for about uh, $25, $30 million.
3: What if, what if he makes everybody – Think he likes Bryce Young because he knows that they'll think, oh, he's making us think he likes Bryce Young because he likes CJ Stroud. Uh, But then he actually likes Bryce Young.
2: That's a possibility, too. He's going to be playing poker. What if he likes Will Levis? No. Yeah, you know, he could no. like Will Levis from Kentucky, who's got everything you want, except he didn't perform. And the performance in college, even though they'll never admit this, is not nearly as important as what's coming up in shorts and T shirts. So at that point, he could love Will Levis. What if the Colts love Will Levis? Mm. Well then they can probably Will get Levis him at to-
1: four and not give up anything to get
2: him.
1: <laughs> yeah. if I were a baseball Unless they scout, think
2: Nick yeah. wants him.
1: Yeah, right, right, right. Oh, yeah. Old
3: school baseball scout likes Will Levis because he's got a strong chin. <laughs> he's got the he's got the good face. as yes. they used to call it. Yeah, yes, that's yes. All, that's all the analytics I need. The
1: good chin <laughs> and the moxie. Those are the. That's yeah. what we need. A dosage of the moxie. Um. So, John, it sounds like you had a chance to listen to our conversation with with Nick right there. Um. Is uh did anything else? I and mean, we'll get into some more specifics, coaching search and so forth, independent of that conversation. But. Uh, in the aftermath here, anything else jump out at you that you uh, heard in Nick talking there?
2: I'm writing a column for Gallery Sports right now about Nick, and, and I'm so glad you guys asked him about that pablum he was setting in a news conference about, like, stepping aside. Like, he's number one. If he did that, he'd be a personnel guy, which is a job he had when he came here, and he's not going to quit and walk away from $20 million. So he's got in his contract – That he controls all personnel, and that's the way it's going to be. And whoever the new coach is is going to have to work with Nick. I've never heard anything but good stuff from David Culley and Lovey Smith about their working relationship with Casario and how much they talked and how much time they spent together talking about – personnel and of course they had this stigma of firing coaches back-to-back seasons counting Romeo Cornell this will be five and four seasons and so when they're sitting down talking to the candidates the first thing the candidates are going to want to know is why have you done this and they got to have a good reason and I'm sure those candidates going to tell their agents that a lot of it's going to leak out in the national media but uh, I think they'll get a good one because you know, they they showed a lot of patience with their other coaches other than the last two, and that's on Nick, and he knows it. He'll get one more chance. If he doesn't get that right, he'll be gone.
3: So uh, Cal McNair said he's going to be more involved in the process this time. Had you gotten a sense that, that Cal was particularly hands-off with the last couple, or is this perhaps not that big of a change?
2: No, uh, Cal was involved in every interview. Going back to when Bob McNair – uh hired Dom Capers. Cal McNair was in every interview. Every time they interviewed a candidate, Bob wanted Cal in there because he knew Cal eventually was going to take his place, and he was involved in every interview. He's the one that signs off on the coach because will tell him You know, they'll go over all these guys after they talk about them, after they've interviewed them. Some they'll interview twice in person. They'll come in maybe a third time. And then Nick will say, I think we need to do this. And Cal's going to sign off on it. And I wrote this in uh, for sportsradio610.com. That'll be posted this morning. The only way I could see Cal saying we're not going to do something is if Nick said, "Hey, you know, this guy actually worked for the Patriots, and I think Cal McNair at this point and Janice and Hannah don't want anybody from the Patriots, anybody who's changed planes at Logan Airport, anybody that's flown over Gillette Stadium. That 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 ship sailed about anybody coming." From the Patriots. Unfortunately, all these six candidates they have who are highly pursued candidates by other teams with these job openings, uh, none of them, yeah, maybe they did change planes at Logan Airport, but just won't tell them.
1: John McClain joining us for his weekly visit. John, let's get to the candidates. There's, as you mentioned, there's six reported requested interviews that the Texans have. Six candidates that the Texans have reportedly put in interview requests for. Let's put D'Amico aside for a second because I almost feel like he's a separate case because we know how the city feels about him. We know you know, the, the media knows him better than any of these candidates here in Houston because of his time here. Um, of, the other, of the other five candidates, is there one in particular that jumps out at you or that you're particularly excited about based on their body
2: of work? I did this research last night, and it's in my Sports Radio 610 article. They obviously don't care about somebody having a lot of years of experience as a coordinator. Now, these guys have experience. The oldest is the guy from Denver. Is it Ivaro? Ivero, the defensive coordinator. He's 42 but he's had one year as a defensive coordinator. Jonathan Gannon from Philadelphia, who they interviewed twice last year, and like a lot, he's 40. This is his second year as a coordinator. D'Amico's 38. It's his second year. And and Shane Steichen from Philly is 37, but he's been a coordinator three years, including once with the Chargers. So he was the coordinator with Justin Herbert, and he also is a coordinator – Of Jalen Hurts, and one of the things I like about Philly, he calls the plays and they have a very balanced offense, they have a great offensive line, they have good running backs, and they have better balance than anybody, and Ben Johnson from Detroit has had one season, this one's been a great one, he's 36 and then Mike Kafka, the long time backup quarterback, he's 35 and it's his first year I was told by a good friend of Andy Reid's three years ago Did Andy Reid love Mike Kafka? And if Eric B. When Eric B. Enemy gets a job, Kafka will be promoted immediately. Well, Kafka obviously got tired of waiting around, went with Brian Dable, done a tremendous job with the Giants offense without stars. And he's a hot property as well. And if Andy Reid loves somebody, then uh, that is a that is a, something in his favor. And there'll be some others. You know, I'm like everybody else. I'd love to see D'Amico here. People be so pumped. Jonathan Gannon, I know how much they liked him last year. But Steichen, right now, he's the hottest guy. And D'Amico are the hottest guys for obvious reasons. They've done tremendous jobs.
3: You know, i I wondered – John, as you as you make that point, it's a good one about you know not a lot of experience at offensive coordinator. That the the trend now is to just pluck up these offensive coordinators that are proven um, to so you can get that offense on your team. I wonder, and I wonder if taken out to the extreme, the Texans were trying to identify guys super early by considering Josh McCown. <laughs> um, but it, the, this year, maybe it's a more appropriate hey. The, you know, in the, in the case of both the coordinators from the Giants and the Lions, both those guys came in and those two teams had the biggest improvement in expected points added EPA by far than any other offense in the league. And they did it with two quarterbacks in Jared Goff and Daniel Jones that a lot of people thought were like close to being rolled out of the league. So, um, I, I like that part of it. I know being a a head coach is a, a different deal, but, um, if they, if they feel like they've got some way of identifying who the actually good offensive coordinators are, I'm on board with that. Ben
2: Johnson, who uh, is really interesting. I was reading stories in Detroit. Players were saying, oh, he's terrible. Nobody wants to hire him. And, of course, they love the guy. And Dan Campbell's the one that promoted him and, and he lets him call plays. And Jared Goff, he started to be the play caller at a point last season, I think it was mid season. Yep. And I saw the stats of Jared Goff that he compiled once Ben Johnson became the play caller and took over the offense, and Goff has been tremendous. And, of course, Goff was one of those saying, I don't want to lose him, but it's inevitable uh, whether it's this year or next year because the guy's done a tremendous job with an offense that – Was terrible. Well, it wasn't terrible last year, but the team was. They were the second worst behind Jacksonville. And um, I don't know if they go with a guy just has one season in that position. Maybe they would if they like him. Mike Tomlin had one year as a coordinator. When Pittsburgh hired him, when they did, people went crazy. How could you hire this guy? He's only been a coordinator one year over our Russ Grimm, who you know so well. And, of course, that worked out quite well. (laughs)
1: Yeah, I would say so. It worked out really, really well. John McClain joining us for his weekly visit here on Sports Radio 610. Hey, John, before we get you out of here, um, playoffs begin this weekend with the wild card round. Is there any any of the games that are on Saturday, Sunday, Monday as well that, that you're particularly excited about? If you're power ranking them, which game are you most looking forward to this weekend?
2: Well, Cincinnati and Baltimore, they just played. I, I wish, really, everybody wishes Lamar Jackson would play because it would be better. Cincinnati's on a roll second to the 49ers. I'm I'm, I'm intrigued by the Jaguars because we know them so well and have seen them so much. A great young quarterback battle between Justin Herbert and Trevor Lawrence, and, and I'm interested in that one. And then the Cowboys. If the Cowboys go into Tampa and Dak Prescott actually plays well and he struggled, then I don't think people be surprised. to think they'll go, well, that's how they should be playing. But if they lose, if Tom Brady muscles up and wins another playoff game, Everybody I know thinks Mike McCarthy's gone. A lot of them think he's gone anyway because Jerry Jones wants to go after his buddy, Sean Payton. And some think, well, Jerry's 80 years old. Maybe he'll tell Sean, okay, I'll give you final say over personnel. And uh, I don't know if that... I would entice him. They certainly have a lot of talent with the Cowboys, but I'm really excited about that game and see if the Cowboys can win on the road or if they can stink it up with coaching and and player mental blunders like they did in their playoff loss at the end of last season. Yep,
1: that'll be the Monday night game. I love it that there's a Monday night wildcard round game. That's so much fun. John McClain joining us. For his weekly visit brought to you by Hornsolutions.net. John, I will talk to you in a couple hours here for our mailbag episode, and I'm sure it's gonna be a, it's gonna be a banger. Uh the uh Utopia football podcast, H O U Mailbag at gmail.com. And John, what do you, you mention your uh, uh columns you got up once again?
2: Yeah, sportsradio 610com dot com. That's coming up. That's about the Texans, where they are, the draft choice, why they did what they did, and what I'm doing on Galleriesports.com is I'm kinda of analyzing what casario said in his news conference and i'm also going to take what he told you guys is trying to smooth it out because he's not going anywhere and he will have final say over personnel
1: good stuff john we appreciate it as always i'll talk to you in a little bit
2: sounds great guys
1: thank you very much all right good stuff thanks john john mcclain joining us for his weekly visit this episode
0: is brought to you by progressive insurance whether you love true crime or comedy celebrity interviews or news you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue and guess what